What's up, guys? Casey and George, the Coleman Bracket Racing YouTube channel. We are back. Hopefully, you guys caught the uh, show with Luke Bogacki last week, man. That was a uh, great episode, if I do say so myself. We really appreciate everything that uh, Luke did for us, man. He put us in that eighth mile email that I don't know how many people that goes out to, but it goes out every single week describing what he's what he's reading, what he's talking about, talking about uh, you know this is Bracket Racing Elite, things like that. So. Luke, thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. We appreciate everything that you're doing to help promote GBR. It means a whole lot to us. Uh, what we also need to shout out, George, is Greg Duffield, who sent me a box in uh, as via UPS. Uh, Greg Duffield over there at Syntex Printing in Temple, Texas, gave us a whole lot of stickers, man. It's not just that sticker. We got these stickers. We got big stickers. Man, we got all kinds of stuff over here. But as usual, do not forget to like and subscribe to Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel, Facebook page, every everything that everything we got. Go ahead and go ahead and get at it. But uh, we can't thank Greg enough. They ship all over the place through the United States. I'm sure they'll ship internationally if you want some stuff over in Canada. If you want some stuff over in Japan, wherever you're looking at us. People are watching us over in Australia, George. Right. People are watching us in New Zealand right now. There's a few people watching us in Germany. I know uh, Fritz, I'm pretty sure, is in Finland. Right. So uh, we got quite a few people out there. We got Monday Morning Racer in here already, Gap Racing. What's up, man? Troy Abercrombie saw him in WFO earlier today. So, uh, George. It's going to be a little bit, but what's up? Not much. You know, um, <laughs> just to go back to what you said, Luke, uh, Luke Bogacki, you the man. Uh, ever since you did that, our, our subscribers have gone exponentially up. Uh, shoot, we're at 741 subscribers, guys. We can't do this without you guys. Uh, we don't even – we have fun doing this. I mean, this is not an income revenue stream for Casey and George. All we're doing is having a lot of fun doing what you guys like to do at the racetrack. Um, or at home or whatever. It's just talking to a buddy on live stream. We get in here, we get to talk to guys like David Stidham in our, uh, in our uh, Facebook chat. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Uh, good, to, good to see you. Uh, they got, they got a race going on in, uh, and I'll look at my phone, Dave. I know you sent me the name of that race, but I believe it's in, uh, in South Texas there. It's, uh, it's only about, uh, three hours away from me, but there's a race going on there. Dave, I'll, I'll shout that out here before too long, but. Yeah, Casey, uh, not much going on. Uh, feeling real good. The rehab's going great, and uh, I've been I've been hitting the old practice tree. I played a little burnout. If you guys don't know what that is, <laughs> just the racing simulator, um, just to keep me a little sharp, you know. And uh, and uh, Dave says uh, Greg Duffield is awesome. I, I think he's pretty awesome too. Those are some pretty sweet stickers, if I might say so myself. So, but but uh, nah, man. Um, who knows? You might catch me in Ardmore this weekend. Uh, the wife's off of work. If I find me a babysitter to watch my two kids, I don't really want to take them out there yet. Um, but uh, I might be at Ardmore this week. That's what's going on. Uh, I'm ready to stand on the loud pedal. I'm. I bet, man. Man, I bet. after after being cooped up, you got a uh, got a little bit of cabin fever. Winter came a little early for old George. Had a little uh, intervention there for a minute, and. Uh, Ready to get back out there, I'm sure. Man, I needed a hug to say the least. That was uh, <laughs> that was that was bad there for a second. So, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Dave's uh, going to be in Academy Texas doing some racing, and I'll get the name of that track here in a minute. But um, um, definitely some good things going this week. Uh, 
Got a lot to cover. I mean, there's a couple of – this is open discussion, by the way, guys. It's one of those days that we don't have a guest on. So it's going to be very easy for Casey and I to interact inside of chat with you. Uh, got anything you want to talk about? I know we put a post up, Casey, talking about heat. You want to start there? Oh, man, I'm telling you, man. It was uh, it was hot as sin out there at, the, at uh, Goliath Motorsports Park this weekend. I think all three days I was there, it was uh, – I mean, it was over 100 degrees. The index for sure was over 100 degrees, man. And uh, and a couple times I was making runs, it was like 105, and that's what the actual uh, shade reading was. Uh, We got Alan Boykin up here. He was was out there with me. By the way, Alan, uh, Friday we need to get a hold of Rock. We need to go over there and get another barrel of fuel because three days of racing burns a whole lot of methanol and uh, we got to do it again here in a couple weeks hopefully right. uh, so hopefully we can keep running them rounds man but I tell you what my blue car is not nearly as hot as my black car <laughs> in uh, in that sunlight man beating sun uh, the back the I had to actually take the truck off the entire time and pry the fuel cap off because it was making so much pressure that it couldn't vent the fuel cell enough to be able to actually release the fuel cap. It would just get stuck, like pressure locked. So vapor locked, whatever, I don't know. But man, it was hot as sin. But I can tell you what, that car in all that weather being a wheelie and back half door car that is not light, that's all steel, other than the hood, and uh, that's it. That car has all the glass in it other than the windshield. Uh, that's a heavy car, man. Big block. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, that car repeated like crazy. And uh, it's just a bunch of thrown together stuff. That's a that's a good car. Car won a lot of rounds for me. Um, lost at six in the gambler's race on Friday. Uh, got to got to third round on uh, on Saturday and then missed the tree. And uh, you can't miss the tree, man. At Galat, if you miss the tree, those boys will eat you alive. That's their end right there, man. My last uh, my last run, I lost fourth round on Sunday. Uh, turns out to the eventual winner. But, uh, man, I dialed down to a one, should have left a two on it. If I would have left a two on it, I would have won by a thou, ended up losing by five thou. But uh, long story short, that old boy, he ended up taking out two 440 dragsters on his way to the finals and winning, and he was four total in the final and a 620 Chevy 2, all steel, windows roll up and down. So door cars to the front as always. As always. And uh, and the crown jewel of the entire weekend, Daniel Morton, I'm sure you'll watch this show eventually. I finally got you back, man. We're finally even. (laughs) That old boy, man, I'm telling you, I run him more times than I run Austin Brown. It's ridiculous. But uh, Daniel Morton, man, that guy, I told him if he leaves – if I leave the line and he leaves the line and it's not red for him, it's got to be 005 or better because, George, I have ran him five times in the last, I don't know, probably five races I've gone to. His worst flight on me was an 11. I went over there and I told him, I said, man, I said, I said, you were 11. I said, that's the worst flight you've ever had on me. He says, yeah, I missed it. Yeah, I missed it, huh? No, uh. But uh, yeah, Danny Amos Senior is in the chat. Yeah, Casey was at uh, at Galat this past when uh, this past uh, weekend. Uh, Danny um, doing some racing, and we're getting into discussing that heat because, uh, like Danny's saying here, he said it was hot. Uh, he, he said other words other than hot that I'll just leave there. But he said it was hot, <laughs> and, you know, so hot, um, hot, hot. 
Yeah. So no, man, we talked about it. Let's let's get into that. How 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 did you stay warm? We talked, or excuse me, how did you stay? Oh, cool? I stayed warm. You stayed warm. How did you get cooled down? Is the question. I honestly just sat in front of a uh, sat in front of a box fan with it in my lap. And uh, the crazy thing was, man, is that uh, that it was so hot outside that whenever the wind would blow every once in a while, it almost felt like a burst of AC. It was the sun was what was so hot. It wasn't necessarily the air per se. Like you know how every once in a while you feel like you're breathing it in, and it's just like you're breathing in heat, like you stand in front of a fireplace almost. It didn't feel like that. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Little Nasty Red had Justin over there, and I just snuck over there and plugged into his big generator <laughs> and uh, had, had all kinds of utilities at that point. His generator would run an entire house. Right. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's really tough. It's it's really hard. I know there's, there's a guy, Jeff, I just met. Uh, actually, the second time I met him, but it so happened he was parked across from me this time, so I actually got to hang out with him a little bit. New GVR fan actually has been watching us quite a bit. Uh, during that week and then he's a new subscriber to the channel but uh, he actually is 60 I think he told me well he's retirement age for sure so he's in his 60s and uh, he he told me he actually watched his first drag race or went to his first drag race in the 1960s and now he's actually started bracket racing he was over the road trucker and you know how that goes so it didn't really have time to retire move down here and uh, he's originally from California and started racing now. Uh, this, I believe, is his first year racing. So uh, he got his first round win at Galat in top. So good for him, man, because I told him, I was like, if you win any round at Galat, you've done something, man, because these boys out here aren't playing around. Yeah, no, uh, and, and heck, uh, for, for the type of racing you guys do out there, it's five grand. I mean, what's yeah. what's a Friday and Saturday, Saturday and Sunday? I mean, you're gonna show. You're gonna get your crowd every single time. That's their regular points race. Is a five grander. That's a uh, that's the that's a race paid twenty six hundred. There were only thirty seven cars in it. Right. <laughs> so, so that's that, backs, no doubles. That's nice in itself. I mean, the the, the area that you're racing in is uh, definitely should, kind of showing what we need to be doing at pretty much everywhere. Lorenzo Martin, welcome in, man. Thank you for uh, everything you do, man. You're always sharing our stuff, uh, sharing our stuff around. So. Uh, Danny Amos Sr. says, my son went to the seventh round Saturday, Orange S10. Uh, there you go. Door trucks rule. Um, That's right. Saying. Look at that shirt. That's just the backside. I may, shirt, yeah, this is the backside, but I may or may not have an or, a orange door trucks rule shirt on the uh, on the website, Man. on the gift shop, Danny. You might want to check that out, buddy. But, uh, hey, so getting back to the heat, right, uh, you said it. The sun is normally what's hot. Right, so myself, I have a, a pretty high UV uh, canopy. You know, I bought it off of uh, off of Amazon, I think, and the UV protection is so high, it feels like you're sitting in the shade if you have one of those back box fans running. So, um, you know, I have you have an enclosed trailer, and I have an open trailer. So, um, if I go to to Ardmore this week, um, it's going to be ninety easily in Texas. You know how that goes, but in the shade. Texas is not as hot as everybody thinks it is. It's going to be a dry 90, uh, hopefully. Uh, it's been raining pretty hard. It's, <laughs> oh, man, it's been raining pretty hard today, so it's supposed to rain the next two days in a row, and I don't know if anybody in the chat is from the area, but what's going to be like parking at Galat 
if it gets really wet out there because I'm not trying to get stuck. I don't got four by four on the old uh, what I like to call Moby Dick. That's my big old <laughs> F three fifty, brilliantly named by the guy I bought it from. I just saved it. You know me, I like to name things. So Moby Dick out there, the great white whale says, I don't want to get stuck because you can't throw me in four wheel high or level or, or anything for that matter. And those uh, those three fifty and thirty five hundred series trucks, I can tell you, if you go look at the going bracket racing Instagram, you'll see my truck sunk down to the axles in my backyard. So those trucks, first of all, they'll get stuck in wet grass. Let alone whenever something's heavy, or I mean, whenever something's soft, because those trucks are so heavy in the front, they just right. straight down. Right. Like it's ridiculous, man. But I can tell you what, the uh, number one thing, if you have an enclosed trailer and you are in a hot environment. The best thing you can spend your money on is if you're buying a new trailer, get one that's fully insulated. If you're not, we were looking at John John's trailer this weekend, and uh, I'm pretty sure that R5 Pink Panther stuff that you find at Home Depot is about the same thickness as as the, uh, I don't know if you'd call them joists or whatever you want to call them in a trailer. I don't know. That's what they're called in the building. Right. But uh, you could probably glue those up in there or in some way attach them. He actually said there was a guy talking to him that actually used either drop ceiling tile or some kind of uh, rolled plastic like they use in bathrooms in commercial uh, environments like grocery stores or bathrooms, things like that. Uh, And he put that on there. And Anything that can keep that heat from basically – because your trailer is just a tin can. You know, an enclosed trailer is a tin can. And all it's doing is baking you like an oven. Like you legitimately, if you're in the the wild or whatever you want to say, like a survivalist situation, you can actually cook an egg or whatever in a Pringles can huh. because it's a it's it conducts heat. It's a convection oven. Right. So that's what your trailer is, man. So the goal is just keep that out or keep it away from you in some way, reflect it. Yeah. No, that'd be that. I mean, and that's not that expensive either. I don't think that Pink Panther stuff. No. I think that's what it is. If you touch it, it makes you itch like crazy, right? No, this stuff is actually like a board. It's like a, uh, it's almost like, it's not styrofoam, but it kind of seems similar to that. Like it's a solid piece, um, but you can, you just cut it. I mean, you can cut it with a saw, you can cut it with a knife. Uh, I actually used it to insulate my basement walls, uh, the concrete walls in my Denver house, whenever I was remodeling the entire basement. Uh, because, you know, here at the Golden Bracket Racing YouTube channel, we can't afford to have somebody do it for us. We do everything ourselves. Everything. <laughs> we can fix it. You know, save that money for a race for a shoot. You know what if I mean? If we can't fix it, we can figure out how to fix it. That's for sure. You'll know how to do it after you do it. Right, right. I got Kevin Grider in here. He says, hey, hey guys, he's back in Texas. I think he was down there at Galat at a divisional race, if I'm not mistaken myself. Um, he drove down there. Yeah, yeah. So he drove down to Galat for a race. I'd actually, that's actually a, on my bucket list to go to that track. I don't think it's going to be too hard considering my best friend lives like 30 minutes from there. So uh, eventually, uh, when I make my way to the North Carolina world, uh, I'll be uh, headed over to the Galat track. And, and that's just one of the places I'd love to go. But he says it won't be a dry 90. Yeah, I don't think so either. As much rain as we're getting this week. He says, and have you ever made first round at 108 degrees? The answer to that question is definitely no. And then track temperature at 160. Yo. <laughs> no, I've not done that. I don't really want to do that, uh, Kevin. But if I have to, I will. You know, hopefully your old truck old mo repeats the number. But, man, 160 degrees, I don't know, man. That, that might be holding a tenth the way I feel. <laughs> Shoot, that's not going to work. 
I'll tell you what, man, it's uh, it does definitely throw a wrench into the game and it makes you uh, kind of have to second guess yourself a lot because the weather conditions say your car's going to run this, but I mean, the track conditions say otherwise, you know, so that goes back to the whole deal of like, everything's got to work together in bracket racing, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know what I was actually thinking about, not you know, kind of getting away from the whole track temperature side of things and back to our how do you handle the heat type of things. Have you ever, uh, have you seen those cool shirts? So I have. I have. I've seen that. I've seen them advertised. They've got cool towels. They've got cool shirts. Uh, Chris Galetti's in the chat. He says, was it Galat for the loose rocker race? That's uh, oh, what man. we saw. We saw. I think, yeah. Chris, uh, you, man, I, hey, I called my dad. Pay off a little. Oh, man, I called my dad instantly. I think it was the last race of that. I was like, Pop, you know, I didn't say this, but this is what I was thinking. I should have said it. You know, don't ever don't ever race me in the finals or the semis. I'm going to put you in the trailer. But, Chris, you almost got to run your boy, man. I bet you that that would have been one to watch. I, I know we've never seen a father-son final, especially at a big race like what Michael Beard throws. Who, who, guys, we're going to have Michael Beard. Oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. But I, I, we're going to have him on the show here pretty soon. Chris, thanks for chiming in, uh, chiming in. But uh, Casey, man, those cool shirts, I think you can put those things in a cooler full of ice water and they'll hold okay. the temperature really low. And you can do them with those towels too. Like you wring them out and you, you get one that you can put on and then leave it in the car and then the next round you switch it for the other and then you switch it for the other. If you got two of them, man, you can really stay cool like that because I've got a couple of towels that absorb like that. Now, here's my question, though, with those. Uh, so, obviously, there's a cool shirt, which is what we're – there's there's a cool shirt and there's a cool shirt brand. Right. And we're talking about the cool shirt that is basically like a chamois type right. thing, right? Right. And it evaporates, and basically it's evaporative cooling. Now, the problem is is that when it's when it's 77 percent humidity, which it was a couple times at Galat this week – like, I mean, low humidity this weekend at Galat was in the 50s still. I mean, you go outside and it's just drip, 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 drip. You know what I mean? So if it's that humid, it can't evaporate because the water is coming in. That's why you're so hot. Right. You know, so so at that point, maybe the actual cool shirt, the brand, would actually be worth having, man. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter so much for us because, like, we're not young, but we're not old. You True. know what I mean? True. Um, so we're fine. We can deal with it. We're just more miserable than than uh, we would like to be type thing but we're not gonna it's not gonna be a big deal now for example the guy across from me jeff he was he was saying he's like man he's like you know i gotta go in and get cooled off and things like that he's in his 60s you know so maybe that cool shirt would be something that someone like him would want because what it does i think it effectively circulates i don't know if it has r134 or whatever it is in it but it actually circulates cool fluid around and i think if I looked like the actual like portable system that you could bring in the car with you, which bracket racers, we can do that. Like you're not going to get away with that running like top dragster and things like that. Yeah. But you could put that on, on there, run a bracket car and things like that and leave it in there. And I think they said they last like six and a half hours or something like that on their battery. So, I mean, that might be worth, worth having if it's only like five, $600, man, to be that much more comfortable. I mean, because that'll give you an edge, too, and everybody else is miserable if you're comfortable, you know? You know, and, and this is this is just the old school way of doing it. Of course, you've said get the box fan, sit it on you, stay in the shade. <laughs> Kevin Grider says he has a towel and a motorhome. Well, I know where I'm going. <laughs> you got a motorhome. I'm going to be over there at your place. 
you know, we're parking next to each other, Kevin. That's that's I, I've it's it's done. We're parking next to each other. But so what I'm thinking is a a a, a plethora of shirts, a, a good wide variety of fresh shirts always is going to keep you warm. Because the hard part about getting all wet and sweaty and is man that shirt is heavy number one, and then it's just it doesn't feel right. It's sticking to you. Your body's not breathing because it's all stuck. Man, being able to pull off a shirt and put on a fresh one every now and then that's that's part of what i do too so but uh but, no man um definitely ahead, good things yeah it's saying in here uh let's see if i can find the right one nrs rafting slash kayaking shirts he said they're spf 50 fabric with moisture wicking and evaporative technology so that might be something that would be worth looking into because the thing is with with all of us the vast majority of the people who watch this show Whenever you're racing, it's almost always hot. There's only a few months out of the year. Like most of us are in the south and southeast, things like that, uh, just because there's a lot more racing out here, you know. But uh, the, the problem is, is it's an outdoor sport and it lasts in the summer, so it's always hot, you know what I mean? So you got to figure out how to deal with it some way or another, whether that's an awning or a, or a pop-up, like you said, or or if you can afford a motorhome, more power to you, you know, things like that. That'd be that would be ideal. AC on the trailer, I don't think that would be terribly expensive. You just need a big generator. And, I mean, realistically, you don't even need, like, a rooftop trailer unit. You get you some of them flaps, you just go to Home Depot and get a window unit. And as long as you have a generator that can run it, set that in your trailer. I'm, like, that's better than nothing. You just, Definitely, you can sit in front of it. We've all stood in front of the AC vent when it's hot. Uh, that's know? a fact. That's a fact. Yeah, for sure, you know. Um and like you said, if you got a generator that can run it, more power to you. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but no, no, no. Uh, for sure, it's it's something that we all have to think about. One good, one thing that's good about Ardmore this week is that uh, racing starts at two p.m. So um, at least we're going to be through the hot, through the heat of the day, pretty quickly. There, we don't we don't have to be out there from eight to go through the heat of noon all the way to two, all the way to four. No, by the time it gets five or six o'clock, we're going to start on the down swing. So, um, right. possibly, uh, I'll possibly be there this weekend. I think that's what, uh, what the plan is. So, no, oh, man, what else we got going? You got anything going on, on the YouTube side? I'm, my sister's got, here uh, on, on the, on the Facebook side. She, uh, oh, yeah. she went to the racetrack this week. My old man, uh, got to the semis in, uh, Jig super quick and, and, um, car, car failed on us a little bit there. Uh, but that's okay. Um, they had a pretty good week, and my sister says she was just in the in the motorhome, staying cool the whole time. Um, you know, old man, my old man's got a motorhome. My cousin, my uncle, they all have forty footers. So when you're at the racetrack, tell me about it. We need to, we need to get somewhere close to them. You know, I know your old man's got a motorhome too. So you know, that makes things a whole lot e- easier. So you know, uh, pretty good race I heard uh, at Gateway though. Uh, some type of uh, uh, extravaganza heads up race was going on there. So it was quite a few people will Newman. will what's up man yeah. will's wearing the uh wearing the gbr hat loud right. and proud man he actually got him some of that uh he ordered some of that two-step do some of that he two-step. ended up but uh, he has it in the uh has it in the uh mail right now he ended up he ordered a bunch of stuff he gets on kicks man but i told him i said you gotta make a video once that comes out it'd be hilarious as long as while we wait we hydrate. <laughs> yes, there somewhere. He will. We he will. You know that for a fact. But uh, oh, man. Nah, man, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, 
you're finally going to get back in the driver's seat here. You've been out for how many months now, and foot's good? Uh, foot, foot's not perfect, I'll tell you that. But I get in the car, I get out of the car with, without anything. Um, you know, I don't need a boot. I, I, I mean, I'll have one on throughout some of the day just to kind of keep the pressure off of, you know. You know, it just kind of makes it easier for the foot not to go tired as quick. But um, I stood on the brake. I can push it with as much power as I want to. Um, of course, pushing it harder than what I need to or would have to hope to need to, of course. Um, so everything other, uh, as far as the foot goes is, is good to go for me, uh, I think. So we're going to find out, I'll tell you that. Uh, because uh, week after next, I'll be, uh, week after this week coming, I'll be at Extreme trying to run for, for two days in a row, I think. So um, nice. everything's good. Uh, kind of antsy. I haven't stood on the loud puddle in a while. Um, as far as letting go of the button, I'm really not worried about that. Um, I stay tuned up. I, I work at home. Everybody knows that if you follow us here at Going Bracket Racing. So my uh, my practice tree is like right right there. And <laughs> if I reach down under this desk or actually on top of the desk, I've got, got my button. So I, it, it never it, it's never far away from me. So I stay tuned up pretty good on the uh, on the practice tree. And um, so the the just the just of the matter is I I don't have a lot of data in the heat with my truck unless I go back in the history and kind of pull up some old time slips from my dad. That that motor generally doesn't move, so we're gonna find out. You know, um, it's, it's it's set up to do one thing, and that's repeat the number. We're gonna see if it doesn't. So that's the name of the game, man. We'll just find uh, out. hit the tree, run the number. You'll never lose a round. If you do, it's gonna be a good round. You know. Well, I, I wish I could say that were hundred percent true. I was watching the maze race <laughs> this week, and man, Rich Comer was out there showing up, showing man, showing out good. Brian Garrett, BRG Motorsports man, he was throwing some numbers out there, some low double O packs. So um, that that old car was running good, but it was taking. Man, I was I was hearing people 10, 10 pack, no good. Nine pack, eight pack, set, no good. Man, there's you can't do much about that. And then we talked a lot about that with Luke. You know, um, setting up setting up low double O. All you got to do is let go of the button, and the car's going to take care of you. I know. Luke, we may have had some conversations with Luke. I mean, he's he's kind of a, a legend of this sport, if I could say so myself, you know, um, or going to be a legend. Let's put it that way. Um, but we we may have spoken on, on some some terms that may have been a little higher for some of you to understand. If, if you guys have questions about that stream, go back and watch it uh, if you hadn't seen it. But uh, hit our inbox up. If, if we can get the answers for you, we will. Uh, but a lot of things Luke talked about pretty relevant in drag racing right now. Uh, calling your light when you let the button go. I, I practiced that quite a bit. I even videoed myself doing it today. I only got like one or two, maybe three right, but I was within a couple of dial quite a few times. So it's a good skill, it's a good skill to have if you've got it. Um, so. And that's what matters, man. It's not necessarily calling it right, but calling it close. Because the yeah. thing is, you need to know, if you're like 30, you need to, you need to know that wasn't 10. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's going to make everything look a whole lot different with all this holding numbers and things like this and spot dropping people are doing. It's going to look weird out there, but you need to know, like, like for example, my last run, I lost. I missed the tree while my man missed the tree, too. And we were both running off because a, a storm was coming in and we just both guessed it wrong. Is what I, I know that's what I did, and then I assume that's what he did also. Uh, but anyways, uh, I missed the tree, and I'm like, oh, man, I missed it. Well, I'm dialed within two-tenths of that guy. So that car didn't have a bump down in it, but that's 
even if I did, I probably wouldn't have hit it in time. Sure, sure. But so I leave the line. I'm like, oh, I missed it. Well, I'm getting down there and I'm getting about half track. And I'm like, man, he must have missed it too because I'm catching it, you know. And I got down there, like I said, we were both all out, and uh, neither one of us lifted, and it was five thousand stripe, you know. But the point is, is because I knew I missed it, I could then verify that like he's not getting ready to spot drop me or something, and then I'm going to give it back to him or something. You know what I mean? It's all just. And analyzing what do you know while you're going down the track and you don't know anything. The only thing you know is I dialed to hold, honest, or spot drop. And the only other thing you know other than that is did that feel good or not? And that's the only information you have because the thing is, let's just say hypothetically, let's just say I I thought I uh, was dialed honest right there or whatever. Well, if I knew I missed it and I'm dialed honest, well, I'm keeping it to the wood no matter what. Well, if I'm coming up on this old boy, and let's just say that's that's not the, the happenstance and now I'm catching him, you know, if I'm holding and now I'm catching him, if I don't know I missed it, then I'm going to try to get in front, right? Correct. Well, maybe that's not the thing to do because if you missed it, now you're getting in front and you don't think you missed it, now you're breaking out. It's time to know? get behind, especially if you know you missed it is what it is, um, and and some of those times w- when we can do that, I can remember one round at Ardmore. It's the only track that I've raced since I've been down here in, in Texas. I got hurt shortly after that, so um, God was triple O on me. I mean, welded me. I was 27. 27. You can't be any better. You can't. I mean, you can't. Triple O one or triple O two, <laughs> and, and down to the last digit, but he welded me. Well, I knew he welded me because I could tell how, how his car reacted and mine reacted. I was like, I know I'm 20, 25, easy. So I'm running and I'm like, okay, he's running away from me. Wise man says stay on the gas. But the person who wins all the races, he says get as far behind as you can. Play, pay, pay as big of a magic trick as you can. So that's what I did. I got the round win. How did I get the round win? I wasn't following you through no matter what. I looked at the slip and I'd have been dead on. But I didn't just get... I just gave him something to look at, basically. No point in risking it. No, no point. point in risking What's it. What's the point? Dave, David Hearn's in here saying he can guess his lights, too, but they're easy to call whenever he's 60. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can call 60 often, call it every single time, <laughs> just take 60 out of the box and you'd be fine. You know what I mean? That's oh, true. that was 60. True. I took 60 out of the box. Got, it's perfectly uh, good. Got a little nasty red in here. Looks like he uh, took a little bit of time off of work there. Maybe he checked out early to watch a little bit of GBR. Got Champ in here. Champ, I think, missed it last week. Totally unacceptable. Speaking uh, of. Back at Racing's in here, too. Blue car looks good, though, man. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's my favorite car by far. That car will never be uh, sold. It needs some work done to it as far as body work in the back uh, right corner, I guess it would be, past your back corner. So if anybody uh, knows a good body shop, eventually I'll be getting that done. I don't know when that will be, but uh, one of these days. Other than that, that's uh, that's my favorite car. I'll never sell that car ever. Speaking of Champ, uh, Champ's got something going next year, guys, and we don't have quite the date yet, but I'm just going to throw a little teaser for him. Um, this is, if you guys are in the south next to Casey anywhere near there, uh, David, Am- uh, David Amos, I know you're somewhere out there, um, but uh, Champ's got something going on, and here's a, a little sneak peek. Um, double a 5K for 150 bucks. Put right. That, that, that's a foot brake race. race, a bottom ball bash. 
We're not talking you got that button in there and we're just leaving off the bottom. We're talking real deal foot brake race, man. Double five Ks for $150. You will not get a better payout than that. We're talking at that point, you know, you buy the whole weekend, 75 bucks a day, run for five grand. I mean, you're crazy not to do that. You know, like there's no reason not to do that. If, I mean, if you're in the area, what's the point in not going to a race like that? That That's... It's easy to do. I mean, I, uh, if, I, if I had to look at it here, it's like saying uh, Champ's throwing his race in, in, in the next year. And I think uh, Cummings boys, I'm trying to remember the name of their promotions. I can't call it right now, but it's like a triple sevens or a triple eights. British American? No, no, not that one. It's, oh, it's just wannabe. It's wannabe. Wannabe. It's like yeah, 350 bucks to double the weekend or something stupid. Yeah. For Dude, eight grand the race? Is, the thing is, with Champ's race, man, the. Uh, you can't forget about the fact he's got a whole bunch of people already on board. He hadn't even announced it yet. He's got a ton of right. people on board already for door prizes. Like, I mean, all kinds of stuff. I'm sure GBR, we're going to try to do some stuff with that. Me and you will both be there. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not much of a foot breaker. Maybe I will be that day. You never know. Never know. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't win it if you ain't in it. Right. True. True. And, and Hey, Casey, check this name out. Check this out. Straight from I 57 himself. Mr. Barry Green is in the chat. There we go, man. Oh, you know, you know they call him Barely. They don't call him Barry Green. They call him Barely Green. Hey, my bad. I guess I missed it. Barry, what's going yeah. on, man? It's good. Good. I haven't seen him in a long time. I'll tell you long what, time. that is one guy that you did not want to pull up against in a race car. Any any round. I don't care what round it was. Pull up Barry Green. You better come with it because you're going to put it on your head if you don't. Barry, good to see you, man. Mandy. Uh, who doesn't love a good foot break race? Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Uh, I see Kevin Oig's in the house. I see Jimmy Noble's in the house. Good to see you guys, man. Uh, thanks for coming back. Casey, did you see a photographer at the Galat Motorsports Park? I Look, I never saw any. Did you see any photographers when you went last week? No, I didn't. Honestly, the only photographer I ever see there is one Mr. Lorenzo Martin on a cell phone. Usually. That's correct. That's correct. He's, he <laughs> so, was there. I know it was there because yeah. he posted it on his page. And uh, I was like, well, it looks like you can see Casey out there if you, if you actually look for him. Um, he's in that old Malibu, uh, <laughs> that old yeah. car, you know. Um, but, you know, that's the highlight of the week for you, I think, uh, being able to see what that old thing's got. Uh, and it showed its, it showed its butt for you. So I'm, I'm proud to hear some of the numbers you put up, too. You know, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's actually kind of uh, – it's, it's funny and not funny at the same time that – the rounds I lost were because, like, when I let go, and I'm like, whoops, you know, those are, that's it, man, because, you, like I said, you can't give those guys any room, man. There's some really, really, really good racers at, at Galat. Um, I mean, anytime you see those big money races on Motor Mania, I'd say at least 50%, if not more, of those guys are there. Uh, I mean, it's it's a big money Motor Mania event every time you show up to Galat, man, so, going any type of rounds there it's one of the few places where you don't have to get in the money and it still makes you feel good just because you know who you were competing against there's no slouches there no true. true it always feels good to at the same time we watch motor mania everybody watches motor mania but what if you pulled up the nick's haste nick hastings and you actually beat him uh the, the right. odds of that happening according to how nick hastings race races here the last i don't know every race he's been at ever kind of slim to none right right now but but uh kevin grider steps in and says galat is beautiful i'm going to find out 
I'm gonna find out uh, for for any for anything more than if you win, it says winner under the scoreboard. Man, I like that. Not I that I like ever, it. not that I ever see it though, because every time I leave the starting line, I'm down there ripping on somebody, and I'll, it, so it, it happened to me twice. Happened to me twice this week. One guy was slower than me. One guy's faster than me. I just can't look at the scoreboards. I'm always concerned about the other guy all the time. So I'm down there whopping on him, and it turns out I had won before I even left the line. But no, no, guys, we got we got a lot going on. Keep the comments coming. I'm going to do a little bit more homework. How about that? Uh, uh, a lot of people have been asking about the gift shop, so I want to go ahead and cut to the gift shop. Uh, there's a link there. There's a link on Going Bracket Racing Facebook. Every video that we post has a link, a link to the gift shop. Novus to the front. Uh, I think uh, I, I got a, a, a Novus to the front shirt that I'm going to send out to a guy. I think Caleb Ellison, he's the first person that I've seen that had a red Nova. So I was just hunting in the stream uh, for the for the maze race and, and noticed, that, well, there's a red Nova. So I heard the name. The announcer said Caleb Ellison, and I sent him a Facebook message. Hey, man, you want a shirt? I'm just going to send it to him. You know, he has a red Nova, and I don't have a Nova. So might as well give that <laughs> shirt some love. Um, um, so, But here's the, uh, the gift shop guys, uh, T-shirts, hats, hoodies. Tank tops for the ladies, shirts for the kids, anything you need uh, on the Going Bracket Racing uh, YouTube channel gift shop there. So thank you guys every uh, for all, for everything that you do. Um, at the same time, I'm just going to go ahead and shout this out real quick. We got uh, SFG putting on a huge race uh, in Darlington for the Super Bowl and a pretty big race in, in Muncie. For, for just a race in October. So I think last I checked, everything's still open. I know that uh, the Super Bowl is likely taking gate entries if you guys want to go and race that. It's a big money bracket race. It's going to be it's gonna be nice. It's in Darlington if you've never been there. But the other race in Muncie, that race is capped. I think there's five door cars left last I checked. Five door car entries left. I want to say you got a, a couple, about 80 yard darts left. So where's my dragsters? You guys show up to that race. Look at the payout structure on that race and tell me why you're not going uh, if you got a dragster. Uh, plenty of shutdown at, at, at Muncie Raceway. Um, that's a nice track, too. So just needed to do a little homework there. Let me cut us back to me and Casey and, uh, and uh, stop doing homework. What do you think, Casey? Yeah, man. And, uh, we got a uh, got a little jab in here from old Allen. Says George, you better practice on that tree a lot before you roll down to Galat with us. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I, I just like to be incognito. I suck, guys. I can't get the mic. I'm <laughs> terrible. All you got to do is set up thirty versus me, and you got it. I'm telling you, just set up thirty. You'll be all right. I, I can't get inside of that. I'm like forty five every real. So you know, never know, man. Here's <laughs> one thing. Here is a thing that I think we got to talk about as bracket racers, though, George, because there's something that happened in NHRA Pro Stock this week that everybody's throwing a big old hissy fit about. And it's Bruno Massel and I think it was Mason McGahey. There you go. And, I mean, this burn down was epic, man. Like, it went back to the WJ and Dave Connolly days, which, by the way, Dave Connolly, also one of us, you know. So, great racer in his own, in his own right. He's just like Jay Coughlin. Winning in every category he shows up in. But, uh, dude, this burn down was pretty epic. And then NHRA decides, oh, let's just get them out of here. Don't, just get them out of here. And everybody's like, oh, man, well, there's there's rules. There's this. There's that. Oh, man, there's people getting hot. Well, George, anybody who races knows those pro stocks are not starting their car until they get ready to pull into the water box. 
Like every little thousandth of a second counts with them. They're not running, you know, and there's a good chance that one of them boys shut off on the starting line and just nobody realized it. But there's there's all this stuff that was going on on WFO radio. I know Troy was actually in there. Troy Abercrombie was in there because I saw him in the chat. But, dude, they're over here saying, oh, man, there's rules. Oh, man, there's this. Oh, man, there's that. And that's why they disqualified him. And you can't do this, can't do that. Well, guess what? Uh, Rick Stewart, I think, was his name. He let Warren Johnson and Dave Connolly do it. And he let Warren Johnson do it with, I think, Daryl Alderman or Scott Jeffrey on one of them back in the day. And guess what? The fans all loved it. Yeah, you know what? You know what? There's one person that I really hope is still in the stream. Mr. Monday Morning Racer, if you're still here, I'd love to get your comment on this. I know you're going to talk about it either on the Power Hour or in between the slicks, guys. If you're not following Monday Morning Racer, head over to his Facebook, his YouTube, his everything. Hit the like and subscribe buttons on everything. Um, but I'd like to know his take. I'm not very happy that they disqualified both racers. I'm not. I'm not happy at all about that. You could have very easily made them pull to the back of the line, had their their crew go and get fuel, fuel the cars back up, and bring them right back up to the line. Instead, you DQ both of them, taking away from what is definitely a showstopper, a show love. Those people were going nuts, I guarantee it. It's a burn down, yeah. crying out loud. And like you said, and and I think I saw some. I think it was uh, um, one of the Cummings guys from Great Americans. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have DQ'd nobody. Sit there as long as no. you want to sit there, right? They'll eventually run out of fuel. Figure it out. Like that. And here's the thing, man: is that back them out. If they've been sitting there seriously idling for five minutes, and you back them out, and then you run. I think TJ was next, and whoever he was running. Well, the thing is, is that you run them. Well, if you back those boys up and you back them through the water, they're going to have to burn the tires again. Guess what? There will be no burn down because they only put a certain amount of fuel in those cars anyway because they got to make weight. Yo, you know, like, <laughs> yo what, but, but what did they gain? What did the NHRA gain from DQ and both? Like, I understand, and I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at uh, Kevin's, po- Kevin's thing here. The starter runs it. Yeah, the starter runs it. He runs the race. No question. He runs, he runs that part. But the starter shouldn't be able to say to a fully sponsored pro stock machine that you guys both are disqualified. That's like saying somebody wrecked a NASCAR, got out of the car and threw his helmet at the dude. That dude stopped in the middle of the track, got out, threw some punches. You think they're going to keep racing? They're going to stop the race and they're going to restart something. But guess what's going to happen? Ratings are going to go through the roof. Everybody and their mom's going to watch somebody get punched. It is what it is. Why is Street Outlaws so... uh, why is, why is Street Outlaws so well-liked? Well, guess what? It's Yeah, it's about cars. Yeah, it's about racing. But guess what? That hour-long show, other than the commercial side of it, that let's say the show is actually 30 minutes of the hour. That show, 25 minutes of it, is drama. It's a, dra- it's a dramatic reality show. That's why NHRA needs that stuff. It's like Troy says here, too. Only argument Starter has is that it was first round. Let him play, but he would have never done that to Erica or Greg Anderson or Coffin. And that's 100% the truth because, I mean, at the end of the day, I would like, you think they're going to do that to John Force? No, I've seen John Force burn no, people down. No you know, way they're doing that to Force. Car. That thing could blow up. No, you know? no way they're doing that to Force. Chris Galetti no. says it best. He says, drama, drama, that gets ratings. Man, that's exactly what we want. As a matter of fact, what what would we be sitting here talking about if he actually, and I see you, Eric White, he says it may be his ADHD, but four minutes is enough. Once the starter says, pull him up, let's get, let's get down to business, let's do it. 
but let's not because at the same well, time for NHRA, uh, not necessarily a dying sport, especially pro stock. I love pro stock, but but what happens if after that round, everybody that went out to see the big guys in the pits because everybody leaves when pro stock starts for some odd reason? I don't necessarily get it, but they heard over the stands. Oh, that was a burn down for for the ages. We're going to see yeah. those guys run again here in about eight pair. What does that do to the ratings on that on the NHRA networks? Because now, are they going to burn down again? Who's going to go in first? Oh, he went in right. first. He was triple zero to a double five and won by triple O something stupid. I don't know. I'm making numbers up, but hey, we man, we did I, not get that. That we were we were we didn't get a chance to see what the outcome of that. I wanted to see. Top Fuel 173 says if it was fuel cars, they'd let them sit there. Of course they would. And the thing is, it's like like Troy says here again. Sponsors had to love it. Four minutes of airtime versus six seconds for free. And there was the old man that was up there in uh, in the water box. I don't know who he was. He was clapping. Yeah, loving it, man, because it was throwing him back to back in the day, man. Bracket racers, we love we love burn downs. I mean, there's burn downs probably every single round of a bracket race. There's a decent burn down. And like yeah, I understand, you know, if he backs you out, then he backs you out again. Okay, let's get it done at that point. But, I mean, at that point, yell at the dude and be like, look, we're backing you out. If you don't stage this time, we are disqualifying you. And guess what? They'll stage. You know, like- Eric, White, Eric White, he 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 jumped back at me pretty quick. He says, so pro stock is only exciting when they are sitting still. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, David Hearn chimes in. He says most of the time after being backed out after a burn, after a burn down, one of them goes straight in. Exactly right. It's like it, I don't. I just I don't know. I, I question why NHRA didn't step in and say you're not DQing both of them. Or at the same time, I question was that the NHRA's call? Well, I'll just DQ both of them because. It's because, in my opinion, NHRA does not care about anything but fuel cars. And I can tell you right now, whenever uh, Coletta and Schumacher and Force are gone, first of all, people don't have that kind of money and that kind of pull to get in that. Yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, there's Doug Coletta and there's like Grubnick and guys like that. But there is not a Don Schumacher who will spend all of his money, all of his billions of dollars to throw it all away or running fuel, I mean, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think that the future, NHRA need to re- needs to realize the future is pro mod, pro stock, uh, the copo cars. Uh, what they really need to do with pro stock, in my opinion, is put the copo motors in the pro stock cars so they at least have some sort of relationship to GM and Ford and Dodge. And then people can be like, oh, well, yeah, that's a race car, but at least it's got a general kind of factory-style motor in it, not at all billet, whatever they are now. I don't know if that's what they are, but I know that they're not anything you can buy that's basically in a car. I know uh, the new Copo car, the new Copo Superstock Camaro, has a 572 in it now. Right. So, I don't know. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and we, we, can, we can certainly circumvent this particular subject as much as you guys would like. Um, but I really would have liked to see the outcome of that race. Um, Champ says it right here. The future is bracket racing. We're we're starting to see it a little bit now. Now that, and I think what he means is now that we have Motormania, now that we have Drag Racer TV, now that people see that, hey, this isn't just a TV show where you got to have sponsors and do all this stuff. All of us, if we wanted to, anybody who bracket races, if you wanted to race only one time a year, 
you could go run the guaranteed million on your budget that you plan on racing with all year if you wanted to. But the point is, is you could do it. Yep. You could never fathom of doing that with an NHRA pro category. That's a fact. Impossible. That's a fact. And and Chef's spot on. I mean, we have TV coverage. It's going to get better and better and better as the years go on. Hence, Jegs is on board with bracket racing. I mean, we have major sponsors, FTIs in there. You got you got a bruise, you transport. You got everybody. We are. You're going to see bracket racing get more relevant. That's what's going to happen. And I'm just glad I get to be a part of it. But back to your saying about when John Force and all of them are gone, I think, and, and maybe we can highlight this one day when we maybe we'll have Lee back on or somebody who's who's uh, real good on the NHRA side of things. But Antron Brown starting his own team. Ron Caps potentially start his own team. So these are people who are spawns of Don Schumacher that are going to try and keep the thing alive. So is the NHRA starting to promote from within is the next question, which should probably be, it should, it should be thought number one if you ask me. If, you're in, if you have employees, do you go outside to try to hire someone in or do you promote from within? So we'll see. The goal with those alcohol cars was always to bring to have a feeder system, and right. it stopped being that because it's so insane. It's like that's like saying, "Okay, I'm a foot brake racer." Let's just say hypothetically, I'm a foot brake racer, uh, local local guy, not a Nick Hastings, you know, <laughs> not a Kevin Powell. Right. But if I'm a normal foot brake racer, and then just next year I'm like, this is literally the jump. Is you're saying you're a, a local foot brake racer, and next year you're going to go run pro stock? Ain't going to happen. That's what it is for alcohol now. Ain't gonna happen. It's that much more money, you know. Like, it's just unbelievable. Uh, you know, like Champ says, not everyone, not everyone has money to run NHRA, but it doesn't take, it doesn't take necessarily a ton of money to bracket race. It allows more people to get into it. Hundred percent correct. Just like he, that's his race, guys. That's his race. The five graders for one hundred fifty bucks, two five graders. He's trying to make it that way. I mean. You know, he's basically making a race that everybody can show up to. Uh, that was his goal. Race it, you race it. It's that he, easy. He I, called me. He called me the one night. He called me and he said, "I want to put on a race." And he said, "I don't know what I'm going to do." And then he started talking about it. Honestly, he finally—I think he backed his way into it on accident. And it got to the point where he's like, "Crap! I think I have to do this race <laughs> because I'm so interested in it." Right. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm very interested in. In. Uh, and the outcome of Mr. Champ's uh, Champ Promotions race, I'm uh, I'm going to be there. Number one, then number two, uh, I'm I'm wait I'm ready to see the first Champ Champ's race uh, performance winner, Champ's uh, Promotions winner. So, nah, man, what else we got going on? I mean, we got seven minutes left in our hour. You guys got anything you want to talk about for seven minutes? All right, I'm not going to hit stop. You know, I got some more homework to do, but we can hold that until the end. Man, the uh, I don't know. I think this weekend I got a whole lot of racing in last weekend. This this week, um, planning if depending on the weather, man, because it's it's kind of weird right now. I don't know what it's going to be like, but my intention is I still haven't let the trans break out on the Nova ever since I did all that suspension work to it, which is why I was running the Malibu this weekend. I'm a lot more comfortable in the Nova. Uh, I I feel like I I just I feel better in it. I feel like I fit better in it. I feel like I can stage it better, like the converter's a little looser, so I can stage it a little better. It just works better with the way I feel with it. But, like I said, you can't go there and uh, you can't go to a galat race and then just hope for the best, you know, because 
chances are it probably i think i have it set up right but it's going to be leaving off the trans brake which is a thousand more rpm so you never know if it's going to hook or not doing that i've only foot braked it it's totally different power range torque range all that kind of stuff torque multiplication all that so but i didn't want to just throw it away you know what i mean so i'm hoping i can go test that this thursday hopefully um you know, if not, then we'll see what we got to do the following week. But uh, taking this weekend off and then uh, got to go get some fuel. So got need at least one more drum to get through the rest of this year. Hopefully, hopefully I burn that whole thing up, man, because then you can afford a lot of fuel if that happens. Daniel Morton says rematch. I'd love, yes, to, I'd love to uh, see the rematch. I'm sure there will be one. I'm sure there'll be one. I run him every single time we show up somewhere. So he knows it. He just smiles and laughs. Whenever I went through the finish line and my wind light came on, dude, he had his helmet off and his window rolled down probably within 100 foot and had his thumbs up out the window. And he just smiles. And he says, are we even? Are we even? So so we got Kevin Grider in here, too. He says, uh, what do what will you guys think of a no data old school race? Is that Kevin? Are you saying no no scoreboards, no time slips, no nothing? You're bracket racing. You got to dial in, but you can't see what you actually ran. You can only see if your light came on. Because that would so, be pretty interesting to me. I, I think that would be pretty entertaining. I think some of these big races have been doing that for a warm up, where they they give you your information. I think on your time run, they give you one time run maybe, um, but then no more information the rest of the race. Interesting. So like the scoreboards still work because obviously. Did you break out what did you, know, you win what your up? car run? Right. But you right. can't see it down the track. Well, and if the scoreboard is at the finish line, what good does that do you if you're racing by yourself? True, <laughs> you, you know? can't look up there and see it. Well, hopefully you have a, a, a crew a crew member, uh, right. someone to just jot down or take a mental note cool. of what you actually ran. I think that would be cool too, Kevin. Uh, just ET and wins, losses, but nothing else. That would be pretty cool, I think. I'd, I'd, I'd enter it, I think. Uh, as long yeah. as, uh, you know, I told you, Mo's set up to do one thing. Uh, go repeat the number. That's what he's set up to do. So I'm um, praising him. Hopefully he don't let me down this weekend. <laughs> That's right, man. The uh, no, those those races are pretty cool. The uh, I know there's there's actually one race. I don't know if it was uh, I don't know if it was Wannabe that did it or, or uh, Great American or who it was. Maybe it was even uh, SFG. But uh, I know one of those races they actually uh, did it off the trailer. Like they didn't even give you a time run. So wow. you just show up and like. I don't know, like, I can tell you, yeah, I mean, if you're a local racer, that's what you want to enter right there. If you yeah. run there every single weekend, you know, because these boys coming in from, like, Florida, if you're going to Michigan and they're off the trailer, I mean, the only thing they can do is be like, well, I know I typically run somewhere between 68 and 65, so I'm about 75. <laughs> See what <laughs> so happens, right? At least. Jeez, David Hearn says uh, they normally put this type of race on at Coles County. That's pretty neat. Ghost race at foot break 150. Interesting. Interesting. I think that'd be pretty neat, man. Um, so, yeah, Casey, man, running up on 5 o'clock. It's been a fun stream today because we actually, you know, get to interact with you guys, uh, Going Bracket Racing YouTube followers. Uh, if you're not a follower or subscriber, it's free. Just go hit that little red button on YouTube. You hit the button, you'll get, you'll get notifications. you get to interact with us, kind of like what we're doing right now. And uh, and uh, you know keep up with the happenings of the of the going bracket racing world right now. Um, we got just a little bit more homework, which is all from Luke Bogacki, man. The summer door car shootout. I'm gonna float that flyer up here. If you're anywhere near Benton, Illinois, St. Louis, Benton, Illinois area, anywhere near I-57 Speedway, 
there's not a cap on this race uh, if you got a door car. Door cars to the front. Uh, we probably need to put that on a shirt too, Casey, because uh, door cars to the front, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, Even dragster guys believe that. That's true. We, we don't have any dragster sayings. Maybe you guys can help us out with that. Uh, as far as for sayings for dragsters, uh, point and shoot, I think, is one good one. I think uh, Kevinoid came up with that. Point and shoot. Uh, that's pretty neat. So, you know, just some thoughts. We're kind of bouncing around, maybe for some shirt ideas. But, no, nah, man, what uh, what what you got for them? Anything left? I don't think so, man. Just as always, thank for, thanks for watching. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Share it on Facebook if you're over there, man. Like and share, as old Hot Rod Fast Fincham says. We had him on a show. It was a very uh, hysterical show, as always, with uh, old Hot Rod. So you can go back and watch that if you haven't already, if you're new. I think we're up to like 740 something on uh, on the YouTube side, man. So uh, go over there and click that like button. Anybody who's in Facebook over there, if you could go over to YouTube, click that uh, subscribe button. That really help us out over there. Get everything out there and get uh, more bracket racing out to the public, man. Because we want to promote what we do. We don't want to stay in the shadows like we have been for the last forever, ever since I can remember. You know, so yep. let's yep. Uh, let's get back out there with. Uh, you know, promote motor mania, things like that. Yeah, yeah, and like somebody said in the chat, I can't remember who actually said it, but I think it was on uh, on the uh, on the YouTube side. He said Formula One has Formula Two, and they kind of that's how they quote unquote farmed for new talent. Well, what if bracket racers? What if bracket racing was the farm system to the pros? It's uh, what it's supposed I, to put be. Put me in a pro stock right now. I'm going double O first hit. Mark, there you go. <laughs> my, with my foot, put me in there. I might not make it past 60 feet because I might soil myself. It's just that much horsepower. I ain't never been that fast before, but I'm not scared to find out what happens. I promise you I'll be double O, though. Anyway, I'm talking trash again like I always do. And, uh, and um, before we get out of here, thank you guys for what you do. Thanks for following us. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for commenting. And as always, we will see you guys next Tuesday.